0: This is my Nani. This is my
1: mommy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Nani and Mom. I'm Nani. And I'm Mom. If you're loving this podcast, we would be so honored if you subscribe, rate, and review. This helps others to find our podcast and helps us to continue to provide the content that you love. You can always find us on Instagram. We're at and Podcast. That's N-O-N-N i.e. and mom podcast to stay up to date with our new episodes. We would also love if you send us a voice message through the show notes or shoot us an email to podcast at gmail.com for episode ideas or specific questions.
0: So, mom, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, today's exciting because we're together in person. Yes, we are. I know, not in a very um calm place where <laughs> We're in the playroom at my house, so it's a little bit chaotic when I look around, but I'm going to just try to not think about it.
0: Yep. We're going to focus on the podcast today.
1: Yes, the topic at hand, which is, I was hoping we could talk about taking kids out in public. (laughs) Because I feel like, you know, we're kind of on the... like, don't make me do it. But, you know, in general, I feel like we're kind of on the the brink of that is starting to happen more frequently now as people are starting to normalize their lives a little bit. That may cause some a little bit more anxiety. Some may be excited about it. But either way, if you have kids, this may be something you haven't had to think about in a long time. And I just wanted to talk through the logistics kind of, or what goes on in your head when you're trying to take your kids out in public and how to make it go smoothly. Yes.
0: Well, and anytime you have kids, right, it's a (laughs) crapshoot. You never know what, what might happen. But there are some things that you can do at the front end that will assist in the process of taking your kids out
1: yes so for us what something that works really well for us or at least it seems to have worked is that our kids are never just along for the ride that we spend a lot of time leading up to whatever thing that is happening outside of the house talking to them about it for example if we're going to go out to dinner on the drive there, we are kind of like the cheerleaders telling the kids, we're going out to eat. This is what's going to happen. We're going to get a table. Someone's going to take our order and then they have to make our food. Mm -hmm. And here's what we're going to do while that happens so that they ahead of time already know what's about to happen. Because in my head, if you just drive there and you say, hey, we're going out to eat. And then you sit down. That is not something that's
0: easy for a kid to do. No, no, not at all. No, (laughs) no. And so, yeah, letting them know what the expectations are, what's coming. Kids love to know what's coming. And so, You know, we've talked about this in, you know, in regards to expectations of what you hope their behaviors are just in general. Like if you choose this, you'll be choosing this consequence. If Mm -hmm. you choose that, you'll be choosing this consequence. You know, they love to know and be able to predict what's happening. And so it sounds like what you guys are doing in the car is letting them know what's going to happen so that they're prepared for what's coming.
1: Yes. And it is it is really helpful because then, again, they have an idea of what's happening. When you're there, you can remind them, mm-hmm. hey, don't forget, you know, they have to make our food mm-hmm. before they bring it to us. And, of course, there's, you know, the tricks behind the scenes of make sure you you pick a place that is feasible, that is Kid friendly, and that you kind of just get down to brass tacks and just make your order right away. You know, for us, we don't spend a whole lot of time on the oh, let's look over the menu and let's just enjoy. You know, it's just a different experience when you go out with kids. And I know some of this is just all talking about going out to dinner. I'll be honest, that's most of the only time we've gone out right now, but. That will start to expand, and I think you can apply the same principles to whatever you're doing.
0: Absolutely. Like if you're going grocery shopping, you can set up the expectations of this is how I expect you to behave, or this is what's happening, and these will be the consequences. If you know if you choose this, you choose that. There have been times in our lives that I... I remember one time we went to a restaurant, and I had set it up Mm -hmm. in the car. This is, you know, we're going to go in, and it was a place you ordered. Literally walk in, order your food, and then sit down. Yeah. They bring you your food. That's the best kind. It was (laughs) such a good choice on our part. And you and your brother were just fighting in the line while we're waiting to order. Mm And I said, guys, if you if you choose to keep fighting, you'll be choosing for us to go home. And we don't have any food at the house. So we'll be eating peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Which, in hindsight, I didn't want to eat peanut butter and jelly for dinner that night. But that's what came out of my mouth. So I was going to be consistent and mm-hmm. follow through. And it continued. Gave you the second warning. If it continues again, you'll be choosing to go home. <sighs> We didn't make it to the order, so we went home and ate peanut butter and jelly. Wow. But I think that once you do those things, right, like once you follow through with, hey, if this is what's going to happen, then and you do that, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, whenever I said that be- after that, it you stopped. stopped. Yeah, right. that's
1: what I was about to say is that, you know, usually the hard thing only happens a small amount of times. Right. Because that was going to kind of be the next question I was going to pose to say, all right, so we know meltdowns happen. We know kids just, they, especially out in public, like I try to think about it from their perspective. They're in a new place. There's a lot to look at. There's probably a lot of noise wherever you are, um, which can just really be overstimulating. Mm -hmm. They may be outside of their normal schedule and their routine. Right. So there's a lot going on in their head. So I feel like it's sometimes hard to put that consequence in place because you know all those like other factors are happening inside of their head. You're like, oh, well, they're just overstimulated or, oh, they're just, mm-hmm. they're hungry, obviously. If you are trying to go out to eat, then they may truly just be like smelling the smells and they're so hungry. Right. But if you don't if you don't have those firm communication and consequences set up, then you just, I feel like, set yourself up to have that behavior every single time. So right. there has to be kind of a balance. And, and I struggle with having the right consequence to say. It's like I would find myself in, in your position probably where I'm like, oh, crap, I just said we're going home and eating pb and J. I don't want to do that. But, that's what, but we- that's
0: what we have to do if your kids don't listen. Right. Right. Well, and the other thing is, is so, you know, being prepared, we're going to use continue to use going out to eat as a example, but to just be prepared, like, okay, with your spouse or whoever you're going out to eat with, okay, we're going to go to this restaurant. What are you going to have all in the car? Mm-hmm. Hey, kids, We know these choices, like, you know, the internet is a beautiful thing these days. We can look at menus before we go. Mm -hmm. Hey kids, what do you guys want? And then you can have all of that prepared when you get in there and you can, they take your drink order. You say, but we're ready to order Uh and here's our food. And uh, when you bring our food, bring our check. Yeah. And then you pay right away. And that way, there's less chance. (laughs) If you have to leave, you load the food up and you go home. Yeah actually that it's so funny
1: because i'm i'm suddenly remembering a time when we it must have been when we lived in austin so it would have been when our it was just our older son but he was real real little and we were out to a restaurant it was an order up restaurant mod pizza so it's like a build your own pizza and then they cook it okay. and bring it to you mm-hmm. and we were sitting there with our kid and he was kind of acting a fool um, because he was, he was a hungry. baby. Yeah. He was making a lot of noise. We were trying to entertain him while they cooked our pizza. And this other couple and their baby were sitting like at the table next to us and they were eating their pizza and, and their baby was just being perfect. And you know, not to play the comparison game, but we're looking over at them like,
0: Oh, is that a real kid you yeah, got over
1: there? Well, and so then they said to us, they said, yeah, we placed our order ahead of time
0: oh before they they called in
1: yeah they called in their order so that it was cooked when they got there and they just sat down so the food was there so that's another like that was a hack that I always remembered because she's like oh yeah I totally get it we don't we don't wait for our food anymore so if you want to enjoy going out yeah I mean if you want to enjoy going out with your kids I think that you have to sort of reset your expectations like A dinner out with your kids is not going to be the same experience of when it's just you and other adults. It's just not. And I think the more you can kind of reset your expectations to that baseline, the more fun you can have. Because we do occasionally go out to eat with our kids, and they are usually mostly decent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to call them decent. (laughs) But
0: you also probably choose, like, kid-friendly restaurants and Mm -hmm. and you do some of these hacks yeah
1: yeah so now the other kind of aspect of this that I'm curious about is because you know at our house we have rules but they play a lot right so they're kind of they're one they run around use loud voices And so when you go out in public, I'm remembering this one time I took them to the dentist. This probably would have been right before everything started shutting down. It's probably about a year ago. And in the waiting room, they were both kind of like rolling around on the floor, bouncing (laughs) on the couches. And it wasn't very busy. And so I was kind of just letting them do their thing. But I just, you know, I wonder like, where's the balance of letting kids be kids and having them be well-behaved? Because obviously you know, you want to, I just don't think kids were made to just sit still and not move. And they were about to, we're just in the waiting room for the dentist. So they're about to have to do that when they go back there.
0: But you know, then I'm,
1: I'm like looking around, like wondering, are any of these workers or other parents in this waiting room thinking that my kids are like bananas because they're just rolling around on the floor? And I was kind of just, they weren't To me, they weren't bothering anybody, Mm -hmm. but I still wonder, you know, I still feel like, am I being judged because my kids are bonkers and Mm -hmm. how you navigate, like, where's the cutoff or is it
0: different for everybody? Mm. That's a great question. I don't know that we, I don't know that there's a hard and fast answer to Mm -hmm. that. I think it's your level of comfort, like your level of comfort. Yeah. And what other people think is what other people think. And it's not (laughs) necessarily your business. Yeah. And if it's, Like, I'm assuming that if your kid is bonking some other kid on the head or irritating an adult by poking at them or talking to them or, you Mm -hmm. know, that you're going to intervene and say something. But I think that you're right. Like, it's a really good point to, you know, kids are kids. They're meant to be moving around and playing and, and especially going to the doctor or going to the dentist or going to a situation where you're now going to have to be really quiet. Mm-hmm. And still, it's kind of, I think it's probably a good parenting skill to, you know, let your kid get that energy out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of times we're having more of the opposite. Like people might be, and I'm putting this in air quotes, judgmental because you're letting your kids play Mm -hmm. and so many kids now are on their screens sitting in sitting at the dining room table Mm -hmm. in the restaurant sitting you know and not they're not just the kids these days I mean I we went out to dinner my husband and I the other day and we were literally the only couple, only people in the restaurant that weren't on our phones. Mm -hmm. We were actually sitting there having a live conversation. Mm -hmm. We were texting each other. Yeah, We were having a live conversation. (laughs) Wow, so old school. Yeah, (laughs) and I looked around and I said, wow, we're the weirdos here, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think that you're letting your kids be kids, and I think we need more of that.
1: Yeah, and, you know, that brings up a good point, too. I think, obviously, every family makes the choices that are best for them right. so that Not they judgment. can be so they can enjoy their time but there are also so many skills that can be learned from taking kids in public trust me I'm a homebody if I never had to leave this house <laughs> me too I would be I would die happy <laughs> you yeah. know um, but we do try or at least now that things are starting to normalize a little bit proactively think about how we are going to take our kids to public places because of the skills that they can learn. So Mm -hmm. our older son has been ordering his own food at restaurants since he could say the word hamburger. Mm -hmm. Um, So we let we let them choose what they want. We help them figure it out. But when they say they want a certain something, I don't try to change their mind. Right. I just let them, okay, yep, you want a, a hamburger, that's great. When the person comes, you tell them what you want. And I think, you know, honestly, we get a lot of uh, shocked responses from that, from the waiters that are just kind of mind blown that the two year old, now four year old, obviously, but our little one does it now too, is that they're ordering their own food. We may have to repeat it to make sure that, you know, it's, it's clear, correct. but, but <laughs> yeah. we're we're starting that yeah. interaction where they're learning that skill of, communicating
0: i yes i have a desire i'm at a restaurant i choose this mm-hmm. and i'm going to order that and i think that that's a really good skill you started you were ordering your own fettuccine alfredo fettuccine albedo yes at <laughs> age two yeah and i remember we went out with um, some friends that came in from out of town and you know we all plunked down at the restaurant and everything and the per the wait person came and uh they said then uh, what do you want? You know, what does she want? And I said, I just pointed uh-huh. to you, and you said, "Bendetini al Yep. And the other people that we were with were like, "Whoa," mm-hmm. you know. But you had, we had encouraged you to do that as yeah. well, empowered and, you,
1: right? And that doesn't only help with communication, but also the autonomy of decision making and the natural consequence of your decision-making. Yes. Because, you know, how how often does it happen where you order your... Let's say you order your kid something. You're like, oh, yeah, he'll have a hot dog. And then the plate gets put down in front of them, and they're like, I don't want a hot dog. Well, put, just put it back in their hands. Mm-hmm. And if they have ordered it, one, I think they're more inclined to eat it because they chose it. So they're right. less likely to fight on it. Right. But two, if they get it and they're, they don't like it. Well, then next Next. time they'll know they can order something different. And you can have a, I think a more constructive, like, Oh, I'm sorry. You don't like it. And there's nothing wrong. I think with sharing or like, maybe they did, maybe you got something that they're more interested in and then it just can be more productive than a, a, a power struggle.
0: I think you're exactly right. I think it's really important to, um, like you said, like, rather than it being a power struggle, it, you're empathetic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry that you ordered that. Next time maybe you'll order something different. But you can share with mommy or you can share with daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to go, oh, this isn't what we We want this instead and make it a big thing. Mm-hmm. But to teach them, empower them. Your words have power. They have meaning. They have impact. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're talking about food or going to a restaurant with your child and having the expectations. But I can remember when we would go to play places. They, I don't remember the name of the place, but we were talking about it the other day. Yeah,
1: like the dress-up place that had all the different, yeah, and different like, like, towns and it stuff. Was like a,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. different things. And we always talked about, okay, we're going to go in here. We're going to play play for this period of time and when I say it's time to go it's time to or I will give you a five minute warning and then it's time to go Mm -hmm. and there's not going to be any fighting or we won't be coming back to this thing for x period of time or Mm. something like that that's interesting because that I mean again we've been kind of talking
1: about going out to eat but that is a really great point to make for when you're going to do something fun Fun. Mm -hmm. out in public whether that's putt putt or the water, the water, water parks, parks if they open mm-hmm. up. Or, or
0: even going, yeah, even going to the park. Right,
1: yeah. You know? And that's the cool thing is, you know, there's a lot of scale you can do to this. Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember taking my infant to um, like Babies are Us when he was an infant just to practice breastfeeding in in quasi-public. And so I'm kind of thinking about that in relation to taking your kids out in public that you can kind of build back up to this at your comfort level. You know, take Mm -hmm. them to a small park in your neighborhood first and practice the talking about the expectations, how how you interact with them when you're there, Mm -hmm. and then the you know, how to enforce those consequences if there's any issues. And then they'll probably be ready for something more extensive. Because I know, you know, for example, we're, we're pretty big baseball fans. And two years ago, I guess it would have been, we took our older one to a game at the ballpark. And, um, you know, I know Garrett's going to want to do that pretty soon. But that is like, oof, that's like reaching for the stars as far as like taking your kids out in public because... It's nuts, you know, at an event like that. That is something that I feel like you have to kind of work up to, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mostly well, because really, I don't like to just drag my kids around places.
0: Right, and it's also very expensive, too. Mm-hmm. It's not like a place where you can just say, oh, pack up our food, we're leaving. Mm-hmm. It is it is something that you... But if you, if you as a family enjoy something a lot, like going to the car races or going to the baseball games football games you know all of these kind of expensive kind of things Mm -hmm. and you want your child involved in that or a lot of people like to go to those monster truck things and you know so you you do that more if you do that on a regular basis your kid is going to start to really acclimate yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but also you know communicating the consequences and then following through whether that just be we're going to go stand in the hallway for a few minutes until you can calm down. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have a fit out here. We're going to have a fit out away from the, the stuff. Yeah. The excitement. But, you know, also knowing your kid, right? Like, mm-hmm. do they need a blanket? Do they need a pillow? Are they going to get tired? Are they going to get hungry? You know, hungry, tired kids, guess what? They don't behave well.
1: And overstimulated kids, yes. too. too. Yeah, loud, and, too yeah. much light. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where my mind went. It's like, this is not all just about making sure they're well-behaved. It's about making sure their needs are met, too. Right. And it may be that, you know, maybe you try it and you have a kid that's just not up for that. Mm-hmm. And, again, I think you can scale everything because there are so many local sporting events that you can go to that, are much more low-key than something like a Rangers game or, you know, an MLB game or a a big football game where you can scale it and still enjoy it as a family and probably enjoy it more Mm -hmm. and maybe save those bigger events for just the adults, which that, again, it's personal preference. I see obviously tons of kids Mm -hmm. out at at those types of things and, and that's totally fine. If you're not into it though, then just know that you can find alternate options And I think what's important, too, is communicating, like you said, with the other adults that are going with you, even if it's not your spouse or partner, if it's aunts or uncles Mm -hmm. or grandparents or even just friends to say, hey, this is what I need help with or this is how I want to handle this. Or, hey, just FYI, if my kid does this, I will be doing this, you know, so that if you're in a position with friends, they can know ahead of time to say, "Okay, she's got to deal with this Mm-hmm. three-year-old having a fit or an overwhelmed three-year-old even yeah and that's where you know my husband and I have to, we talk about it before we go somewhere together to say okay who who cares less about watching the baseball game and right. clearly that would always be me so I'd be the one to like remove the the right. child if needed but the the situation may be different if we were somewhere else where but I I'm, might be the yeah the one who's enjoying it the
0: most I think going to a park going to the movies, going to dinner, baseball game, wherever you go and you decide to bring your children with you to remember that you've brought your children with you by choice. Right. And that it is not necessarily about you and your fun. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: I'm not going to go to the park with my child so I can sit there and talk on the phone with my friend. Right. Right. I'm going to the park with my child so I can watch my child play. Again, no judgment. I've done it. I've sat on the phone with friend or I've sat on a bench with friend. Mm -hmm. Um, But remembering that first and foremost, when you've chosen to bring your children out to these things that you're still engaging, engaging with your children Mm -hmm. and paying attention to like, are they overwhelmed? Is there a lot, you know, um, each of you, each of you four kids were different and you know, uh, some of you liked quieter activities Mm -hmm. than others. And, you know, so really paying attention to that and knowing your kid, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to gauge how you're going to interact with the place that you're going, wherever it is. Yeah,
1: yep. And then, you know, that's that's where someone like me comes in. I'm always, like, Googling exactly what is the map of this place so I know where the bathrooms are. <laughs> I know where we're going to park. I know if I can bring in my own food, you know, and obviously that just speaks to the, just,
0: I just like to be
1: prepared, yeah. especially when you have kids. I bring my whole house with me whenever I leave yeah. with them. You just
0: <laughs> reminded me of when we went to, we went to Disney World with Mimi and Pop when you and Steven were little. Mm-hmm. Maybe Blake, I don't think Blake was born yet, but we went to, to Disney World and Mimi said, I've never been to Disney World like this before Yeah, like, <laughs> because I had so my stuff. map and I'm like, okay, these are the things we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going here, we're going here, we're going here, and then we're going to take a rest, we're going to eat, and we're going to go back to the hotel, we're taking a nap. Yeah. Then we're going to go here, we're going to... And she was like, like, I've that. never done it this way before, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, that speaks to, like you said, like, it,
1: it. to me, when you take the time to prepare, it's so much more enjoyable Different personalities probably feel differently, but when there's kids involved, I, it helps me so that I can make sure their needs are met Right. and that everybody enjoys their time to the best of their abilities. But it, it, it's just different. And I think this was a great time to talk through this stuff because we're kind of, Everyone is sort of opening their doors again, and we know it can be anxiety inducing and Mm -hmm. stressful. So, we hope that this has given you guys some ideas for taking your kids out in public if you're choosing to do that. If not, you can have these same interactions at your house. You can play outside and, and, you know, set up the same kind of structure just to work on the communication. Yeah, the communication and the structure of this is what we're doing and this is what happens if you decide not to listen, which I think are important pieces of of kind of how to take your kids along for the ride when you want to yeah, enjoy things. So we're so happy you guys could spend some time with us today and we look forward to having you back in a future episode. See you soon.